Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I am so thrilled about this one because I think you're gonna learn so much course in our industry right now in the real estate world um, it's not just finding the home but then our buyers because they're waiving these appraisal uh, values they're cringing to what is the appraisal going to come out to so guess what today I have my guest Aaron Morrow um, with True Footage here um, and he is an appraiser in the DFW area and he is going to answer all those questions that we're wondering about an appraisal and you know how this process works and so we're not biting our nails which don't bite your nails because it's bad for you but you know all stressed out of, of what this value is because we're cringing that we're going to be bringing a lot of money to the table. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, Thank so, you. so you're like the good guy, bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> so, but you know, it's something that we have to have and the lenders require, of course. Yes. Um, and of course, again, you know, you get that, um, you know, that kind of that two-faced image um, to people. So, but let's explain, because a lot of people here, okay, I have to, you know, the lender's going to order the appraisal and you know a lot of people are like okay you know it's just part of the process but they don't really know what is actually entailed in an appraisal so let's really educate um, the viewers about an appraisal and what that process actually is yeah so basically once we get the order uh we contact the uh the contact on the order maybe what if it's a refi then that'll be the homeowner right um, if it's a, a listing, then we might just go through showing time and, um, and set up the appointment basically to, to uh, go out to the property. Um, we measure the property, take photos of exterior, mm -hmm. um, all of the interior rooms, um, follow through with taking notes of uh, finish out, uh, updates, anything that uh, is pertinent to the home um, and, and its value, right. um, as well as the surroundings, whether it's... Um, across from a golf course right. or back into a green belt, um, anything that might, um, uh, and then conversely, um, maybe <laughs> next to a busy street. Right. Uh, so just anything that, that is pertaining to value with the property. Gotcha. Um, so at the end, uh, the homeowner will know what the square footage is at least. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then more importantly, what the value is. <laughs> yes. Well, let's back up and talk about measuring. Um, so many of the homeowners, you know, they see their measurement, of course, on the CAD, um, and it could be, you know, X amount of square footage. And then they get the actual measurement, and sometimes it can be <laughs> a positive, and I've seen it in reverse. Very much so. <laughs> so let's talk about the process of how you go about measuring a house so they understand. Yeah, well, um, there are some that still use the uh, the actual measuring tape and right. graph paper, um, and and then uh, I use an iPad and a laser um, uh, just for efficiency reasons. It's, and what it's, have you. it's technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I use lasers to measure the rooms. So. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it easy. Um, and so uh, 
it's really just good to obviously get um, uh, the accurate square footage of the home. Right. But as you alluded to, maybe during uh, construction, they we've seen it to where they've added on a game room. Right. Uh, they've enclosed a portion of the attic um, that can now measure an extra 400 square feet. Uh, that's not reflected in county because it was done at a certain time. Right. So that's a uh, that's a huge difference. Definitely. Um, so yeah, things uh, things change over time. People enclose. Um, we've seen a lot right now with people working from home that mm -hmm. they're uh, enclosing portions of the garage. Uh, so you don't know that till you get out to the house right. that, that that two car garage now one car, um, but they have uh, they've kind of finished out half of it for maybe an office. Right. Um, and so um, depending on the functionality or the, the functional utility right. of that area and how you get to it, it may not be um, considered in. In actual square footage, right? Um, so, uh, so anyhow, you just have to go out there, and those are the things that you learn once you go to the property and, and actually measure. And let's talk about that too, because sometimes people will have a porch, um, and what it is counted in livable um, square footage. Because I think sometimes people think, "Oh, I have an enclosed porch." Mm -hmm. Well, if that enclosed porch maybe has a window unit, it's really considered livable. Yeah, right, and that's that's another big one is that it needs to be heated and cooled off of the same system as the main house, mm -hmm. and it also needs to be uh, finished out as the as the rest of the main house. So, um, if if maybe it has just paneling yeah. and uh, and uh, and concrete floors uh, really. and a window <laughs> unit, then that's just uh, an enclosed patio. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we have seen that many times, and I've had you have had to explain that to. Um, homeowners that that's really not counted as livable um, in our livable square footage number. I can put it as it's an additional 200 square feet sunroom, um, mm -hmm. but I can't say it's your square footage maybe was 3,000. I can't say it's 32. I have to say 3,000 plus an additional sunroom. That's right. Yeah. So for yeah, that. And ingress, egress is another big one. Obviously, people need to be able to get Yes. In and out of the home right. uh, for safety reasons. Oh, definitely, definitely. But I think it is interesting that we are seeing a lot of you know, people doing conversions to um, make their homes you know, usable, especially you know, they were doing that in 2000 when everything was shutting down. And now you know, this family, for example, a family of four um, that everyone maybe was working on their home um, is and going to school and now you have everyone together. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of doing a lot of the same now is, is and, and that might be what's driving some of the uh, people moving within the city is right. that now you need that maybe dedicated office right. or um, you know uh, just another room basically another room. to work out of because, um, because you need to use those bedrooms as bedrooms because right. of your family, but you still need um, office space. Correct. And it, especially at the time when we had kids um, at home, um, you know, in school and everything, you wanted to have them have maybe a different space as well because right. you didn't want them in their bedroom. You wanted them in, you know, that more of an learning environment, environment. A learning yeah. environment type. Exactly. So you saw people converting, you know, spaces on that. So Dining tables. Oh, yes. Yes, I've <laughs> Dining seen tables got used uh, a, lot a lot of times. Well, actually, people are like, oh, I actually get to use this room. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> another thing. Yeah. <laughs> that room that we only use during the holidays, it is now right. a <laughs> yeah. functioning space. Yeah, it's a learning space. center now. So, no. Well, 
back to the appraisal, let's talk about, you know, we've talked about the square footage and how that's measured, which I think is so important, especially, you know, to, for those homeowners that are maybe considering selling and, mm -hmm. you know, they haven't, um, you know, they have more square footage now. It's important to have your house um, remeasured sure. so you can use that um, for your selling um, square footage because it will definitely help you on your value. Mm -hmm. um, and then let's talk about things that you're considering um, when looking, you know, when you're doing your appraisal of, you know, so many people, you know, values and what um, is really of importance when you're weighing, you know, we talked about updates, you know, mm -hmm. how important that is um, compared to maybe the house next door that was, you know, you look at two homes and maybe they were built in 19, I'll use 1986 because that's the year my house was born <laughs> or built, born, built, it's all the same yeah. thing. Um, and I have, you know, one that is, you know, been renovated mm -hmm. and then one that I have just gone back in time to 1986. Yeah. So, Let's talk about those, you know, kind of, you know, well, valuations. Yeah, it's really, um, so as far as the valuation goes, it's really just, ba you're, you're trying to compare apples to apples as Correct. best as possible. Right. Every home is unique. And right. so you, you're not going to find that same one, but yes. that's what adjustments bring into is that if this one has a couple baths that have been updated and that one does not, then you're able to, the, the baseline is to get them equal. Right. Um, so with that being said, um, right now, as far as, some people will say, well, what do I need to do to my home in order to get the most out of it? Right. Well, that depends on what you want to get out of it. If you want to be the top of the market, then evident, then you're going to have to do what, you're probably going to have to put some money in the home to update it. Right. Um, and your, your real estate agent will help you see what the other homes that have sold at the high end, um, what they contain and right. what they've had done. Right. So, um, you can't really um, base one home that has a pool, let's say, yes. to one that doesn't and then expect the same amount. Right. So um, so with that, uh, that's the best way is to just um, get with your real estate agent and find out um, if you want top dollar, then uh, and if those homes have had wood floors or right. um, the kitchen already remodeled, baths, you see a lot of that right now. Um, but with that being said, cost of construction of with materials and labor are right. so high that uh, that that can put a precedent on those that have already been done. Yes. So if if somebody's out there trying to buy a home that's original, well, first they're either going to have to do it before they move. Right. If they want to update it, um, which not every you know that's on. I mean, their contractor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't always get that done because yeah. you got to sell one before you buy the other. Um, or um, if uh, if you want to live through it. And, yeah. and that brings on a whole nother can of worms. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's of a having a family with <laughs> construction dust everywhere and paint fumes. So, um, and then the extra cost. So, um, so yeah, as far as um, comparing the two, uh, that's why, again, you really want to find other homes that have been updated with right. other homes and then, and then the opposite. But if you need to blend them, we have to blend all the time. Yeah. Um, well, especially in today's marketplace yeah. where we have so much limited inventory to really, I mean, mm -hmm. as a you know, real estate agent, you know, trying to find the comps and you know, that leads to our ever adjusting marketplace yeah. <laughs> and how we're able to keep up because, you know, we're, you know, things are changing. I mean, you know, just I'll even use, you know, in a, th you know, in a 
45-day period of time. So the comps that sold that were, you know, maybe being used, and maybe you can answer this question, is, you know, they sold for this amount, but now these people are bidding and they're going even higher than anything that, you know, as real estate agents, we're looking, you know, and pulling the comps to uh, for our buyers and for our sellers. And we're like, okay, you know, the house is, as a buyer, maybe we've lost out and we're even offering a hundred over you know, less price on yeah. it. Um, you know, how are you guys, I guess, keeping up with this ever-changing inflated market? Yeah, well, um, again, we go off of the same uh, MLS system that, that real estate agents use to, to list the home and, right. and sell them, which um, which is nice. You guys are looking at the same data we are. We are, yeah. And, um, and we have to look backwards, obviously, right. because we can't, we can't use anything that hasn't sold yet. Right. We can't predict. So, um, but we are able to use um, adjustments, market change adjustments. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you need to look back um, and use a sale that's six months old, um, then you can do that. And then, if the market has shown that there's been an increase, then you can apply that time adjustment to that sale to get it up to today. Right? That's what you're trying to right, do: is yeah. get it to where if um, what the market value is if today. If it's selling today, yes. Yeah. Versus yeah. what it was six months ago, which that's right. in this market was a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> so those that are asking the question, um, should I go ahead and buy now or wait six months? Buy now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, people are always asking that question, especially, you know, now we're seeing, you know, interest rates, which, you know, probably has, you know, now that interest rates is probably helping you, you guys as appraisers a little bit with, you know, cutting down some of those refis that you were, you know, in the last you know, two years, just yeah, we did a lot of a lot of refi business, yeah. and so that on top was bat logging. I'm sure y'all a lot. Definitely, yeah, and that's actually um, been a driving force for some change in our industry as well of yeah. getting new uh, um, appraisers into the industry. Yeah. Uh, so they've they've slashed the trainee hours, um, the time that it takes to become licensed wow. in, in half huh. uh, from uh, from one year to six months, and then for certified. Uh, it used to be two years now, and now it's uh, it's one year. So, trying to get some new life into the industry, yes. so that uh, so that um, I think everything is just trying to to make us Every, faster. Well, you know, <laughs> and it sounds the, like y'all exactly. are having the same you know thing that you know a lot the workforce. You know, it's the workforce. We know labor shortage. You know, so you know that we're so much of a demand. Um, mm -hmm. And I know with a lot of you know lenders, they would be like. They were like, I could get my side done, but it's the hope that we could get an appraiser yeah. out in that time frame in order to meet all our deadlines and because of the shortage. So, again, you're bringing a good point that and that's a very interesting that you guys are having, you know, seeing that and you guys are trying to make adjustments to get more people interested in, you know, doing yeah. being an appraiser. Yeah, and that's great for the industry overall is to keep it keep us around. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we're you know we're needed <laughs> and appreciated. Um, but I understand that you can't just take forever, you know, because no. um, especially in this market, it's time is is a big selling essence. point. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, uh, it, we don't want to be the ones that that Hold have everything. a, a, a yeah, <laughs> cause the backlog. Even though I know we are. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we try to get out there as fast as possible, get it done, get it back to the lender so that, so that um, you're not in the way. There's yeah. a lot of moving parts in the transaction and 
I try not to be one of them uh, <laughs> one that gets in the way, so you get it done and get it out. No, and it, it is, it's it's a hard thing. I mean, everyone, you know, has, you know, there's processes, and that's just one of the processes, um, yeah. you know, that is part of, you know, getting alone. So let's talk about, you know, I think one thing that people might be interested in uh, learning is about adjustments on things, you know. People sometimes have this misconception that there's just a flat number, you know, mm-hmm. like for regardless of the house. I mean, you're like this neighborhood for this neighborhood. Uh, there's a flat adjustment. Let's you know, kind of talk that myth about you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and there are there are ranges, but I, I guess to kind of boil it down is that um, aspects of your home are a percentage of the overall and so yeah. that's kind of what the appraisal is, is your overall value and then all the pieces that break it down. And then each one of those get um, uh, the, its own value right. to it, its contributory value. And different markets uh, behave differently. Uh, let's just use pools again. Yeah. Um, not every neighborhood really values pools. So they might. So that adjustment might be less than in another area that every other it's neighbor, common. every neighbor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's very common. Right. And so then you're the one that does not have one. So um, so that's why there's uh, – but even with that being said, um, you can only have uh, so much for each – like a half bath. Is, right. Can, it can it's only all, cost yeah, so much. Correct. It's only so the, much big to eat. <laughs> yeah, the cost of construction is one, but right. then also the, contri- the contributory value to it and what somebody might warrant for that half bath is only going to bring a certain amount. Uh, no matter what the size or value of the home. Right. Uh, And so, yeah, that's why there's no flat number, but I think time would show that that it's generally within a range, um, just depending on what market and uh, whether that's a million and a half dollar market or a $200,000 market. Right. Uh, Things are going to um, contribute differently to that oh, at, at a different rate. And kind of what the norm is in that area yeah, of yeah, exactly. um, homes too, which makes um, sense because, you know, if the norm is that everything is, you know, a five-bedroom house with a three-car garage and you're appraising a four-bedroom with a two-car, well, mm-hmm. you know, that one's going to have some different adjustments because that's not the norm for the consistency of that area. Yeah, well, the appraisal is a market um a market value. So right. it's it, it, it's what would the consensus uh, give you for that right. home rather than what one person would bring. Real estate is an emotional uh, Yes, business. it is. <laughs> and so one person might give you X amount, right. whereas the rest of them just say, well, that's kind of what I feel like. Um, but developers do a great job of keeping things kind of harmonious to where, um, like you mentioned, if, yeah. there's, if, if most of those homes in, in that neighborhood are three-car garages and somebody there's a reason that people want to, to live in that neighborhood. Right. And and the home that they may be looking at only has a two car. Maybe that would sway them one way or the other if they wanted to actually get that. Gotcha. Uh, to purchase that home or not. And one more thing is I think this is kind of another uh, misconception is the privacy about an appraisal. You know, people you know wonder, okay, I have the appraisal done. 
does, you know, everyone see this appraisal? Mm. You know, let's kind of talk about that point of it because, you, of course, people are wondering, you know, see it. Can I get a copy of it? Especially for their refinancing. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so especially with our business, everything is very, um, uh, like, highly secure, I, right. let's say. And so, um, we can only, so, uh, only the lender or the person that hires us um, are the only people that we're able to send the appraisal to. Right. So, yeah, a lot of times right. people will ask, hey, you're going to send me the appraisal? So, well, I have to give it directly to the person that hired me. And then uh, and then they can distribute it however they see fit. Right. Um, but otherwise, yes, it's it's basically, it's really a one-on-one. Um, but we do private appraisals as well with homeowners that yeah. just want to find out uh, just what that. their home is worth yeah. for whatever reason. And so then they're our direct client. Right. So um, so we're not able to share anything uh, outside of that as well. So uh, so yeah, whatever we do at the house and and that that report goes directly right. to the client. Um, it doesn't get shared anywhere else. And so until it goes on MLS right. and then all of the other websites <laughs> grab a hold of it. Right. Then it, it's. Uh, it stays within within that. So those people that are, you know, nervous on the refinance that CAD's going to get the value, don't yeah. worry about it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I have learned so much. Um, I hope my viewers have learned a lot. I've got Aaron's contact information. If you um, want to reach out to him, if you have any additional questions for him, or maybe you're curious about your house, maybe you've done an addition and you want to have it remeasured, he'd be more than happy to do that for you. Um, so here's to um, 2022 successful real estate re um, year. Great. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.